Good morning, everybody. Good to have you along with us. The weather has taken a turn. It's getting to be that time of year again. It was cold overnight and this morning, and there will be more cold days to come. City of London is in the midst of preparing its winter response to homelessness. What will that look like? Let's talk about that. Kevin Dickens is London's Deputy City Manager of Social and Health Development and joins us now to talk about that. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It is uh, getting to be that time of year where we look ahead to winter. The past couple of years, the city has had a winter response. I know we're in the early goings here, but are you approaching the winter response any different this year? Well, actually, we're building upon the good work that had happened last year and looking to uh, a number of the similar service partners to continue on some of that good work to create some new spaces as part of this work. Uh, But this year, you know, we have a lot of lessons learned. So I guess that's the different part. Uh, We've also, you know, been heavily involved in this whole of community response over the last 10 months as well, which means that we actually have partners coming together in a very different way and working together on how we can collectively start to address some of these urgent and emerging uh, issues when it comes to helping people get indoors in the coldest months. So that part feels very different. feels like we're in a very different place this year than we were a year ago when uh, really the community had sort of come together for under very different purposes to lead a cold weather response. This year, uh, far more um, uh, collaborative in the way that we're uh, sharing information and planning this this response. Um, but a lot of the services will look very familiar to the to the folks we're trying to support. There's uh, some interesting points there. So, what are some of those lessons that that you'd say you've learned then? Um, understanding that we need to work as a network of service providers and not as individual uh, organization. That's been a key learning in this and understanding how do we get folks to these spaces, uh, ensuring that we're making the best use of those spaces that are available. Um, we are working in a system with limited resources. It is a system that has chronically been under-resourced, um, and it's a system that is overtaxed and overburdened. Um, so really understanding you know, who is capable of doing what, where are those expertise best applied, and then how do we work together to ensure we're having the best, biggest impact possible without um, really competing with one another, but also not draining each other's resources. You mentioned the community of whole response. How does this hubs plan, which is now starting to you know kind of uh, pick up a little bit of steam yet? How does that kind of impact what you're doing? What you're doing now? Well, we're building on it, and I think it's a both and approach. Um, you know, we're expecting some hubs to be up and running uh, this December and getting some beds online. Uh, we also have highly supportive housing units that have come online. We've, we've got 44 units at Thompson Road, uh, which are being occupied. So we're getting folks off the street into housing. London Cares and London Health Sciences Centre just recently announced their new supportive housing project, which is getting another 25 people uh, off the streets this winter and indoors to housing. Um, so we're building on this work. It's you know, we, we don't have the luxury of working in a linear fashion. So we're, we're running in, in, uh, in many different uh, directions at the same time, trying to stand up the housing, trying to stand up the hubs, but also being cognizant of the fact that we've got people who are still going to be living outdoors because of the large number of folks that are experiencing homelessness in this community. So what does the plan look like at this stage? 
Well, right now at this stage, we are bringing forward a number of indoor uh, daytime and evening uh, drop-in spaces. We're anticipating, you know, creating enough spaces and, and resources for uh, meeting the needs of hundreds of folks, you know, anywhere between that four and 500 uh, individuals throughout the winter. So getting them in uh, for some, uh, you know, access to a washroom, shower, laundry, a, a hot meal, uh, being able to get access to warm clothing, uh, connection into social services, being able to create those spaces is going to be really critical. Also recognizing we need to get more more people, uh, outreach workers out into the community to help those that are going to be living unsheltered or self-sheltering this winter to make sure they're safe. Again, trying to encourage them to uh, get indoors uh, when they can and get access to services. We are, uh, you know, asking to maintain some existing overnight spaces. We're not adding new, and this is the linkage into the whole of community plan is, you know, we were very purposeful about not creating hubs in Old East Village in the downtown core area. And so we're applying those principles to this response. We're also applying the principles of ensuring we have service standards in the hubs to this winter response as well. So there are things that are a continuation of last year, uh, overnight beds at the center of hope, overnight beds with uh, safe space. Um, but that's where we're at in this, in this phase of this. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts still. This is very complicated work, but we expect to be coming forward in November uh, with more details around staffing plans and additional overnight beds. Could there be a continuation from uh, just reading, you know, some of the reports so far, looking at um, the some of the depots that were set up in the summer look like they uh, really uh, were quite successful in terms of the number of people that were serviced. Is that something you could continue in a winter sense at all? And I think that's another area of the depots that is another key learning is we there were many things that worked really well with the depots. Absolutely, there were some challenges and, you know, we've been uh, working with the community around addressing some of their concerns. Um, But the depots, I think, need to maintain uh, some level of service. I I just don't see them being in the exact same locations that they have been. Um, Some of those are are for very practical and logical reasons, such as those spaces um, in the non-winter months are easy to service and easy to get to. But then when there's lots of snow, that becomes a a very different matter. So really trying to get people also out of those high-risk locations along the river in some of those remote areas. Um, And so looking at where service depots can be tied to physical structures where can we offer those depot style services in different locations but you're right there are many things that worked well with the service depots it's giving people that basic human rights taking it from a human rights perspective and understanding that homelessness is pervasive in ontario and in canada and we will have folks that are experiencing uh you know unsheltered homelessness Uh, during the winter months and we need to do our best to keep them safe to support them and as we continue to bring on hubs as we continue to bring on housing as we continue to introduce temporary emergency overnight care uh, we want to make sure we're getting as many Londoners indoors as possible. As you work on this uh, you know funding is also a question you you touched upon that briefly earlier do we is there a budget you're looking at do you know what it's going to take to potentially do everything you want to do I know the the plan's still being uh, put together, but is there uh, what kind of funding is going to be required for this? 
Uh, so right now we're looking to utilize our um, existing uh, budget where we've had any uh, slippage or delays in programs coming online. Being able to redirect some of our home, homeless prevention program funding, that is provincial funding that we receive. Uh, that's our first priority is, is exhausting that funding to uh, stand up this system. So we have a preliminary working budget that's in the report uh, that organizations have helped us uh, craft and design. We'll fine-tune that number as we get into uh, like pending council approval, we'll have a better understanding of what the budget really is. Uh, there may be things they want us to scale down, scale up, um, and we'll we'll land on those final numbers as it comes time to negotiate those agreements with the organizations. But between introducing new standards of care and and responsibilities around our locations and and ensuring we have enough resources as possible uh, to support the greatest number of people, uh, you know, th- these are not. Um, inexpensive temporary responses. But at this point, we're working through a budget that still needs to be finalized based on council decision. We will follow with interest. Uh, I certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. That's Kevin Dickens, London's Deputy City Manager of Social and Health Development. We need to pause. When we return, we'll have more of The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL.